Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 18 of Locked and Loaded with Charlie Lockwood. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Honigbaum, joined as always by the Hall of Famer, the national champion, Charlie Lockwood, sitting right across from me. And uh, today we have, we say this about all our guests, we mean it though, we've got a special guest, Dave Ryan, CBS Sports, ESPN, you've heard the voice, you can hear the voice, continue to hear the voice, Um, but we want to remind you before we get started with Dave that you can find the show on our Top 100 Sports Network YouTube page, subscribe to it there, you can find the podcast if you want to just listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, so without further ado, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and introduce your friend Dave Ryan here for us. Casey, I knew Dave Ryan before he was famous. You know what I mean? I knew him before he was on ESPN Everybody and CBS. Everybody likes to say that. that yeah, like, but, but I did. I, I knew him when, you know, things were just simple and sweet yeah. and there was no cell phones. And this goes back to my days at Syracuse, and this is in the early to mid-90s. Yeah. And Dave was, uh, you know, calling local sports here on Channel 3 and – you know, I was still working my way through Cuse and just out of Cuse. And, you know, we had that relationship. So that was kind of cool. And then afterwards, as we sort of found each other again, uh, my wife Kristen and I were actually building a house in Dave's neighborhood. And Dave was nice enough to let us sort of, you know, sleep there for a few months while go. Dave was out. You know, I think Dave, you tell me if uh, 90% of the time Dave was on the road living out of a suitcase working for ESPN. Yeah. And Kristen and I were mowing his lawn and bringing down the trash and bringing up the mail. So he did a great Dave, job too mowing that lawn. Dave, Dave was nice enough to do that, but I consider him a friend. We've you know we we try to stay in touch the best we can through text, and now to get him on the show, you know I I'm really uh, happy, Dave, uh, that you joined us and and welcome in. Great to be with you guys, as always. Casey, great to meet you. Always good to talk to an IC grad. You're a bomber. That's cool. That's right. Park school is great. Park school is great. Not the new house school, but it's a great school. <laughs> it's second behind the new house school. Not where not being gone. competitive. Where not going to be competitive at all. Where I might have gone. Uh, I taught there in a long time, too, as Charlie knows. So, Chuck, it's great to talk to you, man. It's been so long since I've seen you in person. I don't get up to Syracuse very often anymore. My my girls are graduated. They went to West Jenny and Binghamton, and one's a doctor in Indianapolis now. Duke Medical gone. One's in New York doing a biomedical engineering uh, PhD master's track, Chuck, if you can believe that. So, wow. no, but I'm here in Florida. I got five kiddos here, man. We got, we got, you should see the kitchen floor right now. It's wild. <laughs> um, we've got three and a half year old twins we adopted. So, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a never a dull moment situation, but it's great. It's all good. So, so Dave, let's, let's go back down memory trail about 30 years, you know, give or take <laughs> a year or two. But okay. what, what, what are some, what are some of the memories, Dave, that <laughs> stick out? You know, with your time here in Cuse, you know, whether it was Cuse sports or just anything, like what what are some fond memories back here uh, in in the Cuse? Well, Charlie, I've lived here in Florida. I'm in Melbourne, Florida on the East Coast. And I know a lot of Central New Yorkers go through very, very tough winters. And I went through 25 winters there. (laughs) I lived there a long time. Uh, I do miss the seasons and I miss the people. So a lot of family and friends are still there. I don't get up as much as I'd like to. Especially this time of year, without those fire, you know, the wildfires from Canada coming in and mucking up the the works a little bit. Um, I do, Charlie, still consider Central New York my home. It's the it's the I'm from New York City and went to Iowa. Found my mom was a professor, as you remember. And but but living in Syracuse all those years, th- those are the best memories I've got and the best friends I still have. I mean, Matt Mulcahy from Channel Three is one of oh, my yeah. best friends, and I think I've. I've Beating him more times than he's beaten me on the golf course at Green Lakes. But uh, 
<laughs> I, I do miss coming up there a lot and and spending time with you guys. It just um, so many kids here, so busy here, running around working for everybody, as Casey said. Imaginable, I'm off on a plane tomorrow to Indy to do some major league rugby. So it's it's a Ooh. constant trying to get more work, getting ready for more work, and then managing a very busy household. Um, yeah. But man, my my time in Syracuse was great. I love living in Breckenridge. I love living uh, on Tucker Road, Chuck, because you might remember that house. Yep. Uh, off a of Young Road near near uh, OCC. Um, love the people. Love the country. And I'll be honest with you, ha- having been in Florida for twelve years now, I miss the winters. I do. I miss wow. the seasons. I know people up there are like, "What are you talking about, <laughs> Rhino? You are you an idiot? Like, why would you say that?" And I haven't been in one. <laughs> That is, I have not been in a real winter for a long, long time. So maybe it's my brain saying, man, I miss a little snow around Christmas time, and, well, and that's I, it. But um, great people, great memories, and really the genesis of my broadcasting. You know, um, mm-hmm. worked at Cable 13, New Channels, and Super Sports uh, with Dan Hoard, who's now an Emmy Award-winning voice of Cincinnati Bengals. Bearcats, you know, a huge celebrity in Cincinnati. Um, so many people. I mean, Mike Tirico, Casey, taught me how to broadcast lacrosse Doesn't from the dome. That. And I say carrier dome, and I'll never change it. It's still <laughs> a carrier dome. It always will be in my mind. No references to any wireless thing. Um, <laughs> I sent a, t- a text uh, Chuck to Tirico recently. I reminded him of that. He's like, man, I don't remember, but I'm glad I I'm glad I taught you. I just did my 20th lacrosse Final Four for Westwood One, ESPN, CBS. I've been there a long time. And, it's it's the memories of being a student there are fantastic. The memories of living and and raising a family are probably better. Um, nice. It, it's it, it's they, a great place to raise a family. I agree. I'll and tell Dave, you this: in this state, regardless of which side of the aisle you may be on, you're not sending your kids to public school. You're just not. Mm. In New York, it would be unimaginable for us not to send our kids, being in Camillus or or town of Onondaga, to West Jenny. Split Rock, CMS, West Jenny High School. Like, that's just, it's a high-level education. Here it's totally different. So it's a different world, Chuck, to answer your question. Yeah, no, Dave, I'm glad that you bring up some of those those names, Mike Tirico and Dan Horde. And, you know, Dave, you don't know this, but over the years, you know, I get asked about certain things, and I always include you in the, the, the mix of guys, Rob Garino and Adam Benini and Dan Horde and Mike Tirico and, and Dave Ryan. You know, I always mention you. You're part, you're part of that, uh, we'll call it the mini dream team. And, you know, those were I'm great times. I'm the mini side of that. I, I, okay. I have to tell you, Dave, no joke. That was a nice release for me, too, because I was still in school. And a lot of kids were going to 44s. They were going to Harry's, this, that. I was coming down to the news station. You, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I would come down there when you guys were on your late shift. I'd pick you guys up. You'd still have fresh makeup all over your face, right down to your neckline. You could see it on your white shirts, <laughs> as you know. And we'd go downtown. So it took me, you know, it took me a little bit off of the normal beaten path of doing what a normal student was doing. And I was hanging out with, you know, some of the, you know, more mature guys, you know, seasoned guys. And and we and we would we would go downtown. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I miss all I miss possibilities. Is that still there, by the way? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's not going anywhere. I love that place. But you know, I mean, hey, I, I, Dave, living there so long, it was a great, it was a great place to be, no doubt about it. And Dave, Charlie, my 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 memories, Casey of Chuck, yeah, are being at College Park, Maryland, 
at the Old Burst Stadium before they expanded it, when they had the Final Four there for lacrosse, and watching uh-huh. Syracuse win the national championship. Mm. And I was working local news, so I was on the field, Chuck, when you guys raised the trophy. Nice. And I will never, Casey, I will never forget his face in particular. I was friends with him. Yeah. But it's like I wasn't there. He was the the joy, the jubilation, the the pure and utter mode of celebration that Charlie was in. His face. I'll never forget that, man. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But I will never forget how happy you were and what that meant to you man. and the the your fellow orange teammates that day in College Park. That was uh, Dave, that's one Dave, of my I top just... memories of cross, Charlie, to be honest with you, because I got to call three Syracuse championships on ESPN. Oh, that's awesome. So 04 Navy, 08 Hop, and then 09 Cornell, of course, the last time Syracuse won yeah. the title. And, and those are great memories, but what, one of my top lacrosse memories is watching you, because we were friends, celebrate on the field that day. Dave, I just got goosebumps, man. You know, I got I, goosebumps I, I, telling you a story. Yeah, Dave, I, I remember that like it was a minute ago because yeah. I had security help my mom down to the field. They actually let her onto the field. And that was a really cool moment because, uh, cool. you know, just to celebrate it with my family and friends. And, you know, because the year before, you know, we were crushed. We lost. Yeah. And and that was David versus Goliath. And that was history that was made when Princeton beat us because we, on paper, you know, were unbeatable. And to come back just 365 days later and, and win it, that sort of, you know, I would say that that helped the situation. But, you know, that that was awesome. And. Yeah. Dave, you know, having having you there and, you know, guys, Tarico and Horde and all those guys, Adam Benini, that was such a great time here locally. Yeah. I don't think we knew how good we had it. And then all you guys went on and are still doing big things. It's pretty cool. Well, you think about the superstars around me, and I was a very, very small part of the WAR FM88 college radio station. But, of course, led by the great Mike Tarico, the Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. uh, who continues to be maybe the most versatile and best announcer on TV. You can make that argument for sure right now. Sure. Uh, with his incredible career. Charlie Palillo was here ahead of me. He's a longtime talk show host in Houston. Michael Cole. Not a lot of people connect Michael Cole of WWE mm. with with WAR. Wow. But I know him as Sean Cothard, his real name. Stage name, Michael Cole, who has been a longtime wrestling voice, like a legend in wrestling. Um, Todd Callis, voice of the Houston Astros, was there. Doug Sherman was there, longtime ESPN play-by-play guy. Dang. We were surrounded by these unbelievable Bill Roth, who was, uh, I think, one Virginia sportscaster of the year like 150 times. <laughs> He's had an incredible career as voice of the Hokies. He's back now doing football on radio. It, it was an amazing experience for me as a student to have so many extraordinary announcers around me, and they pushed us. It pushed us to be better, Chuck, because – you're surrounded by you. You can relate as an athlete when you have great players around you. You want to make that first string. You want to be on the field. You better you better improve yourself. Yeah. And those guys were incredible role models, great people. And you just think about like it's it's a hall of fame in itself. Those two, that two three years of of announcers that I was there as a student in the eighties. It was a long case. It was a long time ago. Class so of eighty nine cool. here. So so it, it's it's been a while. I've been on the air a long time and. It really goes back to those years at Syracuse that Charlie's talking about. Those absolute legends I was with as a student, and then not long after came back from West Virginia, and Charlie was winning national championships. So, mm-hmm. well, you know it's what? A, it's though? a really cool connection, and the fact that my kids went to West Virginia as Charlie did. Yeah, but Dave, like thinking about Casey, when you were when you were calling games, when you were working at Channel Three here, Dave, we were. I, I would say 
we were at the heights of Syracuse University. The football team was going to major bowls. The basketball mm-hmm. team was competing in the, you know, in the Big East, you know, and, and we were winning a lot of big games. We were nationally ranked. And the, the lacrosse team was winning national championships. So, like, you fast forward that thing out 25, 30 years, things look a lot different around here, Dave. I mean, I know you haven't been here, but you follow Syracuse sports. The football team is 500 on a good year. The basketball team's not making the tournament anymore. Neither is the lacrosse team. A lot has changed. Yeah, you know, as an alum, and, and it's interesting you bring that up, Chuck, we have a text chain with Sean McDonough and Todd Callis, and, and of course, Tariko's on there, and Ian Eagle's on there. Another one I, I should have mentioned, the legend. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, was a, he, was a year, he was a year behind me. Can't forget Just name, name dropping legend. Going right to be the new final four announcer on CBS this year, or Turner, whoever's got it. Um, yeah, th- those were those are incredible years. And on that tech chain, I think the most outspoken is Sean McDonough. Like he is mm. the he's the most active and critical alum out there. If you guys watched Syracuse Clemson last year, he was pretty critical of Dino's decision making at the end of that game. Mm. Obviously, Syracuse undefeated coming in, and then you know the 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 free fall after that. Um, my general feeling guys as an alum and and just someone who loves his school is that Syracuse has got to get back to competing for championships. So how are you going to do that? Charlie, you know, from Gary, you know, Gary as well as anybody. I was on the field at the final four this year, talking with Quint Casting and Kark and Anish, and they believe completely that Gary's the right guy as a legend, as a 22 and a really good coach from his success on the women's side. And that with recruiting, it's going to happen. He yeah. thought they were a lot better, and the direction is is good. Basketball, with Jim Beheim, the legend, retiring or being pushed to retirement, however you want to look at that, I think it was time. I'm so grateful for what he did at the university, all the wins, the championship in 03, et cetera. Um, football is a huge concern. Mm. Football runs everything with finances. I love Dino. I've done a lot of his games. I have a lot of respect for he and his staff. But you can't just be 500. You can't go to to the Pinstripe Bowl and get drilled by Minnesota on a regular basis. Like what? The year starts, the year ends. We should be as those big three in contention for that championship. Yeah, it's been the yeah. ACC merger, you guys. It just has not worked. And, and, and if the ACC blows up, if it blows up, I'm not wishing that. But I think if you just think about it for a quick moment as an old school Big East guy, yeah, wouldn't it be awesome? Syracuse, Pitt, BC, Virginia Tech, maybe Miami in there. Again, in the Big East Conference for basketball, the way UConn did it. Mm. Independent for football is a massive risk. It's not done anymore. Look what BYU did. They're back in the Big 12. They're back in the league because they just couldn't manage without a conference. But if the ACC is gone, right? If the ACC is blown to smithereens, which could happen, you read about this expansion every day. I think Clemson wouldn't it be up. awesome for Syracuse to be back in the Big East for basketball with yeah. with Pitt and BC the way it's supposed to be Casey the way it's supposed to be G-time. in my mind yeah. and then drop drop out and then put Syracuse Big East for lacrosse is great we can win the Big East in lacrosse mm-hmm. but when you have three ACC teams in the Final Four from the from, in Philly this year it's obvious and Syracuse not in the tournament we're not there. Yeah. So maybe that's just an old guy, Casey Rance. Well, there, there's going to, well, no, you're, I mean, there's going to be a lot of conversation surrounding right. that. I mean, especially with, I, I think, like Charlie, you just said, I think Clemson wants out of the ACC. I mean, it, you know, 
it's going to be interesting to see how the the conferences kind of reconfigure themselves if the ACC even you know continues to exist. So I I want to ask you, Dave. Um, this is a little it's slightly off topic, but this is just my uh, my future broadcaster aspirations guiding this question. But um, I look at your career and obviously the football, the basketball, you know that sort of stuff speaks for itself almost when you look at that but and and, you know every broad I I think a lot of broadcasters aspire to you know call college football games and step into an NFL game call some college basketball all that sort of thing but I want to ask you because a lot of times when you start your broadcasting career and I did this in college you know sometimes you're calling volleyball games you call a couple soccer games some field hockey which I've done before which is which is always interesting um what's your favorite part about you know, getting your hands dirty in those sports that maybe not a lot of people pay attention to. And then kind of on top of that, do you have a favorite one of those? I mean, you just mentioned rugby. Do you have a favorite one of those kind of maybe lesser known sports? And then, you know, kind of earlier, like I, like I said, what do you think is so important about, uh, you know, getting experience doing things like that? Well, it's a really good question. I teach a class at Full Sail University now, Casey. It's a oh, nice. visiting professor. It's a one, once a month Zoom appearance. Actually, the professor for that class is from Auburn. You guys might know his name, Rishi Barron. Uh, he went to Auburn High School, went to Maryland, nice. was on the air in Syracuse for a little bit. Uh, great guy, and he actually runs that class. He lives in, in Florida like I do. Um, so I tell the students constantly to be versatile. Yeah. Uh, actually met a WAR young female student at the Final Four. She was talking to Anish, and I walked in and say hi to him, and we introduced, uh, he introduced me to her, and she said, I, just, I really just want to be a reporter for games. I said, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Be a triple threat. Do it all. Play-by-play. Hosting. Reporting. Multimedia stuff. Online stuff. Be, do it all. So if someone needs you and they think about, well, I have a need for female volleyball play-by-play, let's, let's talk to this person about it. So my whole career, Casey, I've done every sport imaginable. Mm-hmm. My theme, maybe I should trademark this, or it might be the name of the book, Ooh, any sport, any time. I've done more than 20 in my career. Wow. And rugby is new this year. Major League Rugby, it's awesome. Check out the Rugby Network this weekend. I'll be on uh, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be fun. Nice. Um, learning a new sport is really hard. It's hard. We don't know the nomenclature, the terminology. The officials' calls are very tricky, a sport like that, because the referee is the man in the middle. That's where that yeah. phrase comes from. He's literally enveloped in bodies, and he makes a quick call. Even though he's mic'd, you can't hear him. Mm. So I rely upon the analyst to help a little bit. But the general idea is to get the ball across the try line, or like the goal line for us. And the derivation of our football scoring, American football, comes from rugby. Gotcha. Which is originally from the UK. So it's it's been really interesting to me. Like, I love learning about new sports. I find it fascinating. Um, but when you're bouncing in one week, like I have recently, from bowling, I do a lot of bowling, yeah. to hoops, to rugby, that that's tricky. Yeah. Or lacrosse, or just you mix and match. So basically, my life is hoping that I reach out to coordinators of these networks all the time. Hey, I'm free these days. You hope that when they do assign you, you, you don't have another game or another match or another show on your calendar. That's like the hope when someone comes in. Please let me not be committed. Yeah. Um, so it's a very tricky, weird life when you're bouncing around from sport to sport, but it also keeps your brain going. Mm. And I like, I, I really have an appreciation for learning. Also, I love broadcasting so much, Casey. To me, yeah. it doesn't matter what I'm doing. There you go. Like, I, I like cool. hosting shows. I like 
reporting. If I'm at a game or talking about sports, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. It's better than the cleaning the kitchen floor I mentioned earlier, which is <laughs> never yeah. go with white tile for your kitchen floor when you have five kids, including two, three, two and three and a half they, year olds. That, that they, was a bad decision in retrospect. I want to know. Uh, I want to know I, as a fan. I, 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 lo- I love broadcasting, Casey. Bottom line. Good. That's awesome. Tell, tell us two or three people that you've interviewed over the years. They can be high profile men, women. Doesn't matter what sport. Some of the ones that you might have been a fan of that you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually interviewing this person right now on the spot. Live TV. They just lost on a last second three. Like, oh boy. any any crazy oh. stories like that or people you that's want to tough. mention? That's, that's a tough one. I mean, I got to meet and interview Tiger. That was incredible. Oh. Um, I did a lot of tennis for ESPN, and Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi were regulars that we talked to. Mm. I was a huge Pete Sampras fan. I played a lot of tennis growing up. Chuck, as you might remember. So. Yep. I'll tell you what, like, Martina Navratilova got to meet. Um, I'm a huge Met fan. I don't know if I have any Met stuff back here. I'm anyway, a big Mets fan, I'm too. I'm a big LGM guy, huge Met fan. Yep. So I got to do a game with Ray Knight on ESPN. Oh, very who cool. Scored, who scored the winning run yeah. in the 86 World Series comeback, Game 6 Red Sox. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's running out their base with his hands, hands on his Iconic. Super iconic for a lifelong Met fan. But I'll tell you what, Casey and Charlie, answer your question. It's a good question. What I do is put myself in a reporter's shoes or professional shoes, and I never, like, fanboy anybody. Yeah. So I really work at that from the beginning when I reach out if I'm working with somebody. Uh, or I know I'm going to interview somebody. I just try to treat them like a normal person because you think about the adulation they receive on a regular basis. It's just off the charts. It's off the charts. Probably overload. Right. It's overload. So, yes, I've interviewed a lot of, you know, LeBron Met him, like, but he's so used to that. He's been used to that since he was probably 13, 14 years old. Yeah, seriously. So I, I find, Chuck, that when you're talking with people who are really famous, the, the more you normalize it for them, the better. Interesting. I'm there to do a job. They're, they're there at the moment. They've agreed to this interview. I mean, I had talked to Novak Djokovic. who was incredible at the U.S. Open one year. Wow. He was the nicest dude ever. And he was defending champ that, at that point. Um, they, I think they really appreciate that as opposed to you saying, Hey, can we take a picture? Hey, please. You yeah. Know. yeah. But Dave, Dave, on the other there, side of a, that, there's a balance, there's a balance there for sure. Right. On the other side of that, Dave, have you ever interviewed someone and you walked away going, wow, they were a real jerk or someone <laughs> that you really, and maybe you don't even want to mention. I don't know if you want to mention names on the interview. Sometimes the players, athletes, coaches don't want to be there. Mm. They'd much rather not, but they had to some obligation. They were told they had to by somebody else. And they're going to go through the motions. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yeah. And then some you leave like, that was not a nice person. But mm. you know what? I don't care. Like, I'm going to move on now. I will say this. I talked to Tom Brady when he was at Michigan. We sat down with him, our ESPN crew. Wow. And I've never met a smarter person in my life. Like, he was. Wow. The second he sat down, you're like, first of all, this guy's so good looking. He's like so bright. He's so, you know, like that smile. You're like, he's too handsome. He doesn't belong here. And then he starts talking football. And then you you realize gets into books he's read and classes he took at Michigan. You're like, this guy's first of all, he should be on the cover of GQ, which I think he was at whatever hundred times eventually. <laughs> and um, and he's going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. That's what we all thought leaving that room. So that's crazy. What, what a smart nice. guy. What a nice guy. He was incredibly nice. That's Dave, that's awesome. that's a great story because when he took his shirt off at the combine, he sure as hell did not look like <laughs> a Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> Based on intellect alone, Laser, 
He yeah. was unbelievable. Like, he, he was so so smart, That's and he great. won a lot of games. He, he wasn't he wasn't a an All American. Right? He was a six round pick, yeah. whatever it was. I mean, so he he was a really good quarterback, but a smarter smarter person. Just understood the game better than anyone. That's awesome. Yeah, clearly, I mean, it was just obvious. Yeah. For, That's cool. You sit down with him for thirty seconds. You're like, okay, this guy gets it. <laughs> How good is he going to be? Now, no one could predict twenty years and the Super Bowls and all that, but right. You, you you foresaw greatness for sure. That's so cool. Well, I know I know we got to get you out of here, Dave. But you've been very generous with your time, so we really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and uh, talk, uh, go down memory lane, and do all that. And we want to remind everyone once again before you get out of here, you can find the show on YouTube if you want to watch, which you should. Um, if you just want to listen, you could do that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and. Uh, Hit us up on social media, all that sort of thing. Go ahead, Charlie. Very thankful, Rhino, yeah. that uh, you could join us for a few minutes. And we can we can do this again, for sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the I fall, so, we'll hit it up again when you're in the middle of football or doing whatever. And right. we can uh, you know try to continue this on. And so we uh, don't have to take a few years not seeing each other and talking. <laughs> Love to do it anytime. Text me, Chuck, anytime you want. Case, it's great to meet you. Beautiful. Nice and to meet you, too, Jay. Thank you. I hope everyone's cool with the, with the wildfires. We can get through that all right. Uh, best to everybody in Central New York. My love, my my heart uh, is always up with you up there. Awesome. And hey, man, let's go Orange. Let's have let's have a big big season of football, basketball across Canada. All right, take care, Rhino. Thanks, Dave.